0: Welcome back, explorers! I'm David, that's Wesley, and this is the Trailcast.
1: The weekly show that gets so far off track, you'll have to stick around and see just where we end up.
2: Snow lands on top!
0: That's right, today we're talking about the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. That is right. Today we are talking about the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which we actually haven't seen yet.
1: Kind of bad too because uh, it's been out for a couple of days already, and then when this comes out, it'll been out for like a week. Yeah. So. It's yeah. Like it's
2: unfortunate that you guys all had to wait for one person to get there before you could watch the movie.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, if you just live closer, Maggie,
2: we could all go and see it together, and then it wouldn't have been a problem. Sorry to make everyone wait till Friday since you guys all live close enough to go without me.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... See, I was I was okay with seeing it twice. But no one wanted to do that, so...
0: Yeah, so as of right now, we have not seen the movie, but we will have when towards the end of the podcast, y'all aren't going to notice any difference, but <laughs> so uh, today we've got a pretty packed show. We've got uh showcast news starts off with, and we've got, we're going to talk about kind of our thoughts going into the movie, then Friday or Saturday, we're going to record the rest of it. Um, and we're going to talk, talk about the movie and then we'll get into Trailcast trivia and possibly what's new with you depending on time. So be sure
2: to stick around.
0: All right, let's go ahead and jump right into Trailcast news. So, Wesley, you were gone at the time because you cut out, but uh, Maggie actually has some uh, articles as well, too, so
1: good because i only have like one and a half so all right well maggie i kind of forgot i'm not gonna lie i kind (laughs) of forgot yeah maggie let's let's hear what you got first
2: okay why did you too many didn't want to take over the segment but i did have to come on and say this because i knew talking about movies and tv shows this was never going to get talked about unless i came on here and said so so let's talk about the Eras tour movie it's very important (laughs) Okay, it's important. It's important. It actually had the highest first day ticket sales of any movie in 2023. Wow! Putting it up there with Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which is crazy, and it's the hey, highest concert movie of all time, including beating out. David, Justin... I have a question. Yes, David.
1: David, I have a, I have a question for you. So <laughs> wait, wait. Did, uh, I, you, you remind me this because because I think I did. So I did go see the the movie uh, when it came out because Sarah wanted to see it. Didn't I mention that on the on the podcast?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: All right, Maggie. Was that it... was all that we all that was all that we needed to hear about it. So I mean, you know, so
2: how did I miss that? Was it on? I'm not gonna ask.
1: I don't know which one it was on.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. This I is
0: our know. this is our 39th of these things. I've I've lost track of what we talked about in which episode.
2: <laughs> well, I just thought it needed it needed to be repeated for those people out there that are listening that really wanted to hear that information.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is popular, so I mean, you know.
0: So so, yeah. what exactly is the, well, is the louder. movie about? Is it like?
2: It's her concert. It's the Eras tour, but they just videoed it. It had real. It's actually really good. Some cinemat- cinemat- some. Oh my goodness! So so it's literally just
0: the video of of one of the um concerts,
2: of like two of them, and they like splice them, and you can't really tell two different nights technically, but um, it's really good. The cinematography is really good. Um, it's really clear, Hmm. like really clear. I think it's awesome. They cut out.
1: uh, She came out after the show.
2: Yeah. Across worldwide, she came out. Yeah, to all every, the cinemas. So every, every single showing of the show, she was there, and came out and talked to us afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, you should have gone. You could have gotten an autograph.
1: I mean, aren't you better than uh, what's his face, Kelsey, right? You know, football.
2: <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Maybe
1: get a, maybe get a new, maybe get a new girlfriend. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Um, Wesley. I give
2: you four permission to marry taylor swift and she can be my cousin i'm fine
0: with that wesley what what do you have
1: what do i have oh david what do i have i do not have taylor swift for you yeah that's a weird way to phrase that but uh that's the way i phrased it so anyways um i have
0: More internet problems. This is good. We should have
3: left first.
0: This is gonna be a fun one to edit.
3: <laughs> out again.
1: I swear. Oh, he's back. I'm fine on my end, and, and then I'm fine on my end, and then all of a sudden, y'all like, oh, he's cutting out again. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, well, I'm not gonna read the article because I need my phone to sit off to the side. Am I? Am I? Am I? Uh, am I on? Or yeah, yeah, yep, yep, you're, you're back. I can't. I can't see you, but your okay. sounds.
0: I got your audio and video, okay. so you're good.
1: Well, all righty, well, all right. So, first things first, David. I, okay, actually, no, Maggie. I wanna, I wanna ask you. How did you feel? We're all off as fans here. How did you feel when, in Multiverse of Madness, John Krasinski came out playing Mister Fantastic? How did you
2: feel about that? I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that
1: never mind then you've heard of it though right at least i i well, did you don't keep didn't, with any marvel
2: playing that yeah
1: okay well obviously fans david how did you feel about it i know you saw it so how did you feel about it
0: uh i mean he, he's who i wanted to play reed Richards, so that yeah that was awesome
1: yeah he's I mean, he's he's fan casted. He's who everyone wanted to to play uh, Reed Richards, right? Well, actually, no. He's not who everyone wanted to play Reed Richards. There's a new person that is uh, rumored and all, but from what I've heard, all but confirmed, like by Marvel, to so, be playing Reed Richards in the upcoming Mister Fantastic. I, I
0: had this one too, and I think so. It's almost conf- Mar-, Mar It's all but confirmed he's working on that project. But Marvel hasn't confirmed which role he's actually playing, and there's two that I think would would fit him. One I would prefer than Reed more than Reed Richards, mm-hmm. but Reed Richards is the one everyone wants it wants to be. But uh, why, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone who 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 is?
1: So well, I'm gonna be honest here. I don't know why he would do this because he's signing probably a, a con. A, I don't know why he or Marvel would want to do this to drag this out even longer. Um, I don't know why like, here uh, Marvel would either one want to do this because he's gonna cost a lot and uh probably have to sign on for a bunch of movies and he's getting a little older. However, the the man we're talking about here is Pedro Pascal.
0: The Mandalorian.
1: Yeah. Uh The Mandalorian having to come in and do I mean he's not doing the Mandalorian anymore. All he's doing is voiceover for that now, if he does any more of that. So Yeah, he, he I mean yeah. He, he wasn't even. It. He
0: wasn't even on set for season three.
2: Maggie's in shock. Yeah. Okay. I haven't watched The Mandalorian. I didn't know he was The Mandalorian. Yeah,
0: he's The Mandalorian.
3: Oof.
2: I really need to watch need that. Catch up on some
1: stuff. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to catch up on some stuff now? Yeah. I know.
2: Uh, i haven't a Star Wars TV. Show yet.
1: But yes, uh, uh, David. Who is the other? Person that he's rumored to possibly be playing. I've only heard Mister Fanta- Fantastic. So
0: the other one that I that I've heard, and this is like also kind of more my personal fan cast,
3: mm-hmm. is
0: Doctor Doom. He he's Maybe. he's really. I mean, just from The Mandalorian, he's he. You can tell he's really good at acting, the like with those kind of roles where you know you don't really see his face.
1: yeah i mean like uh, i I really like uh the thing you sent me the other day with um mads nicholson um Mm. him playing dr doom i know he's been in the mcu before i could care less i feel like he'd play an amazing dr doom yes as like the entire role you know even just outside of playing the mask like the face of it i think he could play a good do a good job of doing that and you know but but i understand like they might want to have a new actor in there and they might I mean, obviously, Pedro Pascal has an amazing does an amazing job with playing without his face being on screen, and with how busy his schedule is, it's probably better he can just voice over everything. But
0: I mean, what he's yeah, got? Sure. Actually, I th- I think Mandalorian season four is in the works. Um, so which that would just be voiceover. Uh, then he's also got Last of Us. That's probably got another season coming out, and then who knows, however many movies or whatever he's got. So yeah, he's got a lot on his plate, but. <laughs>
1: Which is why it's kind of like, why would it make sense for him to do this?
3: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, because it's it's a lot of money for Marvel, which they're not bringing in that much anymore. And it's a lot of time for him with how busy his schedule is. So it's like, I would understand if he signed on for Doctor Doom. That would make more sense because he could do that in a role and do it the same way he's doing Mandalorian. But if he did Mr. Fantastic, fantastic, it's like...
0: Like with Doctor Doom, like he, you know, he, he would only have to be on set a cut like a couple of times to do any time Doom took his mask off, or if they did an origin for Doom like before. But mm. you know, <clears throat> even though we've seen the whole origin thing for Doom twice in two bad movies, so I, I don't know if people want to see that again.
1: Only, only if you watched it. I mean.
0: Well, also we've seen the origin for the Fantastic Four twice, and two. Well, okay, the original Fantastic Four is just cheesy. It's just kind of corny, comic booky. It's not really bad. The
1: yeah, fan, fan
0: four stick is bad.
1: I've never seen that one, and I don't really plan on it. There's no driving force in me that wants to watch that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So. You know, I, I couldn't remember if I talked about this uh, um last time, but so sticking to this, the whole thing of the comic book movies, you know, J- James Gunn kind of betrayed Marvel and he's over at DC now. Do you know, he's actually making a uh, Superman. Be
1: hmm? DC betrayed or uh, Marvel betrayed him first, I feel like.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, true, but uh, he's actually he he is writing and directing a Superman movie.
2: That's cool. Mm-hmm.
0: I think Wesley's gone again. Um. Oh, I saw him move.
1: Well, if I'm gone, let me switch. Nope.
0: and i had I had a thing about the release date here too. Let me read through this article real quick um. All right, so <clears throat> the original release date was July of twenty twenty-five, and you know, you know all the stuff with the um, with the writer strike and everything. Everything's getting delayed at this point. Yeah, but James Gunn is writing and directing this movie, so he's still working. He's, he's still worked on it, so. The with Superman leg uh, the the name is gonna gonna be Superman Legacy. And the uh, it actually hasn't been pushed back officially cause, because because uh, they said with you know all that hasn't really affected it so there you know and Wesley's gone again.
2: Do we know anything about how it's gonna differ from other Superman movies?
0: So he said he wants to go back to like some of the classic superman movies like like the um Christopher Reeve style superman which Okay, cool. I cuz like Okay, like Man of Steel is the most recent superman movie we've gotten and it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't a good movie either. It's just kind I of agree. It's kind of eh and so I think Superman they can make some they can make an amazing Superman movie. If they if they do it right and actually get Superman right because the the problem with Zack Snyder's Superman with Man of Steel and Batman's Superman and all that is they made Superman dark. Yeah. Superman is not a dark character. And I know I I think Wesley and I have talked about this before in the past. Um, I don't know if that was on the podcast or if it was on Down the Rabbit Trail and we were actually talk doing stuff on there, or if what it would have, or if that conversation even actually got released. But because <laughs> I know there were several things back when we were doing that with Down the Rabbit Trail that never even saw the light of day, so I don't know if that actually got released or not. But um, for good reasons, yeah, for good reasons. But uh. So, you know, Superman. Ne- Superman needs to be a light, like a lighter-hearted character. That's just it. It works better with with his character. It's like uh, Batman said in the comics. Like, you know, you know, Batman's the like the brooding one, or you know, the dark brooding one. But Superman, despite not being a human. Is supposed to be one of the most like relatable, lighthearted characters because, despite not being human, he acts like he's just as human as anyone else. And I, I hope that's what—that's the kind of direction they go in, in this with this movie.
2: I feel like a Superman character. Like, if you ever talk about a character being a Superman character, it's always the idea of like this perfect. Person. i'm not saying he's not human but like has like a good heart good mm. soul good person like great morals like just well, you know so, like you a good
0: that, that's the and that's like superman. and you see that's the thing about the character of superman is being raised you know a farm boy from kansas like and saw, like, there's been some comic books that have kind of explored this, like the Red Sun comic books and stuff, uh, which is basically, you know, what if Superman crashed in the Soviet Union instead of Kansas? You know, Superman could literally rule the world, like he's that powerful. No, no one would be able to stop him. But because he was raised by, you know. People who are you know good people, or he doesn't even think about that. He he it like, doesn't even cross his mind, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know if you caught a lot of stuff about the release date, Wesley, because you, you got cut out. But basically, uh, because James Gunn is writing and directing this movie, it's not getting pushed back when most other projects are. Well, I know y'all mentioned.
1: Is that a 2020? 2020...
0: It's 2025.
1: Is that a 2024 release? It's 2025, 2025, but still. Okay. But still. I kn- I knew it. I knew they'd been working on writing it, but um, yeah. I wasn't sure about like re- or anything yeah.
0: like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have anything else, but I've got a couple other things, but.
2: I got one more. All right. But you guys might already have two. But it's the big. It's the big thing this week. Well, kind of big news this week. They officially decided that. Um, they're not going to continue the Shadow and Bone series on Netflix, and they're not going to do a Six of Crows spinoff, which is bad. But I have mixed feelings about because I think they already ruined it last season, what is also an awesome story. And they took things from the second Six of Crows book and put them in the last season, so like they already sped their character development up that takes like two books to get to. So I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it, but. It's canceled. So Shadow
1: and Bones they do have two seasons out, right? I've yeah. only watched one.
2: Yeah, there's two okay, seasons. So I now.
1: still need to watch the second one. But that that's but that's it. That's all they're gonna yeah. do.
2: And it does end. So the Shadow the Shadow and Bone storyline was done, but this, they haven't done all the Six of Crow stuff. And it was supposed to be like a spin off next kind of that like went over the R Heist, which not the R Heist, I mean the um the Ice Court Heist, mm-hmm. which
1: did they, oh, about- did they say they had a reason behind it? Was it like just not successful or like they just didn't guess, care to go through? With it, it It wasn't was
2: success- successful enough. It's probably because you didn't watch it, Wesley.
1: You're probably right. You're probably right. I was telling David last week that uh the Marvels is the lowest grossing uh Marvel movie of, yeah. uh, of all time at this point. And I said it's because me and him didn't go see it. Yeah. I mean, you know, right.
2: I'm interested in seeing it. it. Uh-huh.
1: I would have gladly, I would have gladly played a hundred million dollars for a ticket just to make sure that they can, you know, meet quota. Yeah. So
0: I I think the with Shadow and Bone, it's it had the same kind of the same problem that uh, I think the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is having right now. It's the fact that it kind of it's one of those things that appeals to a very specific audience. Mm -hmm. Like most people who have not read the books aren't going to watch it
2: that's very true yeah and that's the thing it's like the people who like it are very upset because like the people who've read the books are like why like it's the the audience for it is very upset and they're very diligent about watching it um but the everyone else Mm -hmm. is it um and i get that i feel like if you haven't read the books it's probably not as interesting Mm -hmm. so I
1: never read the books. I thought the first season was good, but uh, obviously I haven't watched the second, but that's more due to time than anything else.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't read the books either. I have watched both seasons and the first season was good. The second, even from having not read the books, the second season wasn't as good as the first.
2: The first season, I was really happy with the way they did it. As someone who reads the books, Mm -hmm. I was very happy where the first season went um the second one i enjoyed watching it i guess but as someone who loves the books i hated that <laughs> like i hated it mm. um so it, it took all my hope away for like what they could do in the future if that makes sense um i think they kind of ruined it for themselves to be honest mm. i
0: mean it's netflix i mean all that can do right to stranger things
2: Yeah. Oh, that's another news, though, because that's about to, uh, that's going back into production. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So isn't the season six supposed to be the last season?
2: Yeah. 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 And the um, all the characters are very tired of it. The actors, they're tired of the show now because it's been a while since they've been on set since last time. And they're just I don't think a lot of them are looking forward to doing this season because um, they've just grown up a lot. But um, that's at least what I've heard.
1: Mm hmm reasonable to to think that i mean they've been doing it for years i mean mean, a lot of them a lot of them got a lot of their starts on that but you know Mm -hmm. now they've gone and done other things you know i mean it's they're bigger now this is
0: the sixth season but it's been going that show has been going on for like 10 almost 10 years
2: yeah i mean it's an amazing show i love it personally a Mm. lot
0: season one was really good season two and season three i don't think we're as good but then it got really good again
2: this last season was so good though
0: yeah, yeah.
2: it was so good i need to rewatch the last season just the last season it was good
0: mm. well wesley do you have anything well, else David,
1: i was gonna say um i have i have more bad news for you i'm just gonna pile it on you know just crush your spirit today um we've talked about this before on the podcast um but uh, there's some more cancellations, and from another none other than Star Wars, because Star Wars loves to tell you that they're gonna do something, and then crushing your spirit. Because what else is Disney or Star Wars under Disney supposed to do than crush the spirit of Star Wars fans? Uh, anyways, uh, they are uh, they they have stopped working. That's the quote. But they are no longer probably going to be doing the Knights of the Old Republic uh, remake. So that is. No one, no one from nowhere is working on that.
0: Mm. Yeah, because uh, so
1: they are not doing it.
0: I, I didn't have that on here, but I did. I did see that because uh, I don't know a couple months ago they had they had stopped working on it, but now it's officially canned. Wow.
1: Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. So that's very disappointing because that would have been great to have that. I mean, even if it's a one to one remake like it would have been amazing to have that with higher graphics better gameplay like maybe have a little bit more of a of an in-depth story you know world building stuff like that but like to, that's an amazing storyline and i would love to see that come to i'd love to see that come to uh canon star wars i guess technically revan is canon because isn't he one of the clone wars or rebels shows at one point uh like a holocron i think
0: they make a reference to revan but i don't know if he actually is canon or not
1: so so like in the well, in, in the most basic sense I believe he is canon but like the stories they can obviously play with those mm-hmm. but I would love to see Revan from Legends come to I mean let's be honest Revan's one of the coolest characters in Star Wars mm-hmm. Revan's one of those powerful characters in Star Wars and it's like I would love to see you know I you know you can talk about the fact that they need to make him a uh, less powerful version I don't always understand that because it's all fiction so whether it's in a comic book video game or a movie screen why do you have to bring a character's power level down like you know we talk about star killer like sure you kind of have to bring his level down because well okay, the level okay, okay. that everyone so, else in the universe is so that with, makes with, sense with... but for someone like Revan Revan takes place in a later time it wouldn't matter as well much.
0: uh it's earlier but yeah um
1: later early same <laughs> difference Okay, 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 okay. the, the, the star
0: The Star Wars timeline is not canonically circular, so
1: we <laughs> wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Get off my back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah. I mean, the reason Star Killer, yeah, that's an argument was against Stark bringing Star bring Killer into canon, is because you know, Star Killer would affect canon, the current canon. If he, yeah. you know, if he was that powerful. The current canon would have played out differently. It wouldn't make sense for him to be that powerful. But yeah, you're right. Revan being so far detached... Or you know, the old probably being so far detached from the current canon. It doesn't
1: matter. Yeah. And like what I love about a lot of those old stories. Is that if any of... Really any character from that era... Era. uh, Were to come into the modern... Like into the prequels. Sequels or original trilogy. They would probably destroy... Everyone, mm-hmm. like about anyone from that era, force wise, like the Sith, they were. I mean, maybe Palpatine might have a run for money because he was obviously pretty powerful. But, I mean, you're talking about like Darth Nihilus and like, um, whatever his other the other guy is, um, the Earth Eater, what's he called? Uh, uh you know who I'm talking about, yeah, I know who you're uh, talking about. I... anyways, him, uh, you know, those guys, yeah, they, they're probably more powerful than Sidious, but. You know, there's very few people that that could rival him, but other than that, yeah, the, you know, there's just not much. I and mean, you could you could do so much with that time frame because it doesn't affect modern canon or what's canonized currently. But i i also I also caution wanting that because I don't want them to mess it up, and I know that they probably will uh-huh. because that's about all that Disney Star Wars has done. They've made very few good things in my opinion i mean obviously you meet david have talked about it we have different opinions about like the ahsoka show other than that i feel like we're pretty well on the same page with most of it but you know still a few different opinions and i don't like much of what disney's done with star wars you know mm-hmm. and i think that's most star wars fans opinions of, of star wars under disney and i i would be afraid to see what they do with with mm-hmm. something going forward but well uh you never know till you try it.
0: Sticking on that note of gaming, the the last three things I actually have are all gaming related. So, uh I mentioned last week that Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was nominated for a uh, Game of the Year. Um the other five nominees, I want to see how many game, how many of these games you actually know, Wesley. So,
1: I don't play game. I'm not a gamer.
0: Yeah, so I want to see how many of these you actually have heard of. So yeah, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Super Mario Wonder.
3: hmm
0: Resident Evil four remake. You've you've probably heard of Resident Evil. I mean
1: I've heard of I've heard of Resident Evil, I yeah. didn't know if they were making a new one or anything.
0: Well it's a remake of the four, of the fourth one. The which I think I mean, the fourth one was a three sixty PS three game. Um Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Baldur's Gate 3. Basically, if D&D were a video game.
1: I mean, that's what it sounds like, but I don't know what it is.
0: And Alan Wake 2.
1: Don't think I've heard of that one either.
0: All right. Well from uh, your experience with all six of those games because I'm assuming you've played all of them which one do you think is the best game
1: you know i actually didn't know that mario wonder came out um yeah it came i out. saw that in pre-order i just
0: yeah it came out like a month ago when...
1: oh it's only been out for a month that's probably why i haven't i mean i saw it early this like earlier this year that it was pre-order or whatever mm. so i knew it was coming <clears> out um haven't seen that in a while I haven't played uh, Tears of the Kingdom either. Uh, that's on the list, but I, I'd like to, you know, I'll, I'll have all that by that time the time this other movie comes out. Um, Spider Man. I love Spider Man. And uh, I actually don't know what this storyline's about. I've, you know, I've seen enough about the first one. So if it's anything like the first one, it might be good. But it also might be bad because a lot of times Spider Man sequels just suck. <laughs> True. But if it's getting now. Novel- That means it must be kind of good. So, you know, I'll just give my vote to that because, you know, Spider-Man is great.
0: How did I know know you're going to go Spider-Man?
1: Because we did a Marvel
2: ranking like two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. What about you, Maggie? (laughs) I'm
2: thinking it's going to be Zelda.
0: So that's the only one of those games that I've actually played. And it is a really good game. But I think Baldur's Gate 3 is probably the best. Well, did it win? Uh, No, it's the show where they announce that it's going to be in, like, two weeks? It's, like, December 5th or you something. Just left
2: us hanging, hmm? or you just David? Hmm? are going to tell us what happened? He left us hanging.
1: Nope, I don't
0: know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, how dare you, David? Hey. Nobody likes you, David.
2: I'll announce it on the podcast when it happens,
0: but...
1: Okay. Nobody likes you. David, listen to me. Nobody.
0: Alright, and uh so Wesley. I know a couple a uh, couple months ago we were talking about uh handheld consoles. Uh huh. So uh the net last two I have are actually handheld or handheld console related. So do you know what the Steam Deck is?
1: Me or her? Well, either one. Either mm-hmm. one of you. Well, we've had conversations about the Steam Deck, so no, I definitely don't know what that is.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, I know what Steam is, so I can guess I can guess what it is.
0: Basically it's a handheld gaming PC.
1: Gotcha. If this if Switch had Steam on it, it's bigger.
0: And it's a modified Thank version you. of Linux. But uh yeah, so they just released an OLED uh, Steam Deck. Which it's not it's not just the OLED screen. They also put it um larger uh CPU and GPU in it. So it's basically like the mid gen refresh of the of the Steam Deck.
1: And how much does this cost?
0: Uh let me actually look see. I actually have not priced these. I swear, them that came out with them but I actually have not priced.
1: Didn't, them. didn't do your research. Wait you said I didn't price them? I don't care. You still didn't do your research. Alright so the f- the really the like five
0: hundred and twelve gigabyte Version is going to be five hundred and fifty dollars, which, considering that it is bad. considering that it is a PC, is not bad. Although, I would probably prefer to go with something like the um Asus Rog Ally, which actually has win- actually runs Windows, and you can use it like a regular computer. Five
1: hundred gigs isn't that much with most of the no. games, so no. You'd, probably want to, you'd want to get, a, speaking from experience, with an Xbox that has around 500 gigs, you get about three games and your max is four.
0: Yeah. And uh, sticking on the topic of um, portable consoles, did you see that Sony just released the PlayStation Portal?
1: Uh, I went to the store the other day and I saw that they're, they had them there. So, yeah. I didn't realize that that was new. I just know that we had talked about it, and I kind of figured that it was out not long after that.
0: Yeah. So. What 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 would you imagine that it is?
1: You you'd think. Please tell me you're not asking me because we talked about yeah,
0: this. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that it's an actual console. It's literally I wish just it was. for streaming. You stream from the PlayStation Five to the, the PlayStation Portal, and you cannot even take it on the go. It's literally Sony literally just made a Wii U gamepad for the PlayStation Five.
1: And it costs like five hundred dollars.
0: It's literally just a PlayStation Five controller with a screen. That's it. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, you know those um. Uh, you like what well, I think they're called backbone or whatever the things you could put on your phone to it play, does you the same thing. Xbox. No, 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 but 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 let's get listen to what I'm saying. You know, that that thing though, mm-hmm. you can put I saw for Xbox and I don't, it didn't, it, I don't, it didn't look like it was what specifically what it was. It looked like it was actually a whole entire device, but it was for Xbox and it was sitting right next to the, the PlayStation version of that. So I don't know what it was called, I didn't really look that long at it but i think the xbox has their own version of that come uh, has come out um I know... it was in the display case and it didn't look it didn't look like it was just the backbone it didn't look like a phone it looked like a bigger screen than a phone um on the on the display
0: i don't think microsoft has made an official one but i do know there are some third party versions of that that for that do the same thing
1: i don't think it actually had xbox on it it just had the xbox display on the yeah. On the thing, so it probably was just a third party thing. Yeah. But it was sitting right next to it, and they, you know, but it's like, yeah, why, why, why not just okay. make its own handheld but like, device thing?
0: And, and if you get a backbone thing for your phone, that is actually better because you can play on the go. If you have internet, you can play from anywhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you, you have, have, to have to, good you internet,
1: have to but. Within you have, to be in of, like, you have to be around your PlayStation yes. to play this thing?
0: Yes. It like I said, it's literally a Wii U gamepad. Sony literally well, hey. just made a Wii U gamepad for the PlayStation 5.
1: Well, hey, eventually they'll uh they release games that you have to use both for, you know? And
0: uh Again, it's goes. literally the Wii U gamepad, because that's what they did with the Wii U. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I forgot but, about the Wii, you know. Wii U. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all try to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the one Nintendo device I've not had. I think that's like the only one. Like from like having like a Game Boy to having a Switch. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: well, I mean, you can you can play every Wii U game Nintendo on the Switch pretty much.
2: Yeah. Well, I've, I used to have like the old Nintendo, like the old Nintendo, where you like stick like the big thing in the
0: the um. NES. But like the games were like the NES. Yeah. Or, or was it the um, SNES or the N sixty four? it hmm?
2: it's clear, but from when she was younger. Hmm. But I'm saying that's like the only thing I didn't have was a Wii U, but like those things didn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I knew like one friend who had a Wii U. And, like, that was about it when it came out. You
0: knew one of the five people who bought a Wii U?
1: (laughs) Basically, yes.
0: (laughs) But yeah, the the Wii U is just not. It's one that. And Sony, like I said, Sony literally just made (laughs) the same thing that a Wii U, like, the the novelty of the Wii U. You know what's
1: funny? You know what's funny is. What's funny is, is, Nintendo learned from their mistake and released the Switch. So, exactly. will, will Sony learn from their mistake after watching uh, Nintendo make their own mistake, which they could have learned from? Boneheaded Sony over here had to make the same mistake. Will they make, the? will they correct and make something, or, or will people or forget at least... that the, the Wii U was a bad idea and buy it?
0: Or at least make the portal like actually stream over the internet so you can play your PS5 from anywhere like that at least has some kind of a use but
2: well then it's more like a switch but it's
0: literally just so like if your PlayStation 5 set up in the living room you can play it in your bedroom without having to move it that's the only purpose for it like
1: (laughs) sorry I have a computer I don't need to do that I don't know if you can do that with PlayStation, but you can do it with Xbox and it's just like
0: You can do that with PlayStation too. You can I'm good. you can you can stream to your phone and actually have it come up. But enough about the boneheaded ideas of Sony. <laughs> People will buy it. Oh they will. They will. All these Sony fanboys will, will jump on it. Um Yeah. That's all I got as far as news goes. Do y'all have anything else? Alrighty. Well, then, let's go ahead and jump into the Ballad of Songbirds
2: and Snakes. I mean, now, to start off, I have one question before we go into this. You guys have read the book, right? I have. Okay, because I didn't want to say anything. I thought like, this would be really rough to talk about this beforehand if you've not mm-hmm. read it. i not going to spoil it. So, just wanted to make sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, this is... The book... Now, granted, it's it's been a while since I've read the Hunger Games books, the the first three. I should have reread them over the summer before I re- read uh, The Battle of Songbirds and Snakes, but I didn't. But, that being said, I think The Battle of Songbirds and Snakes is probably my favorite book now. My favorite of the I Hunger lo- Games books.
2: I love it, too. I think it took me longer to get into than The Hunger Games, um, like, starting to read it. I think it took me longer to get invested in it. However, once I got invested in it, I think overall is better written. I do say, I think one of the things we have to talk about starting off about this movie is in your last episode, you guys were talking about, I think it was the last episode that, I don't know if you have one coming up before that, but talking about Mockingjay Part 2. And you all were talking about how it should be, it should have been one movie. And I agree with you mm. on a lot of times they make books into two movies that should just be the one. However, I ha- I brought these because it has to be said. This is Mockingjay. They made it into two movies. This is Ballad of Songbird and Snakes, and they're making it into one movie. At first, I was like, maybe they're not. But then I watched the trailer, and they definitely are. Yeah. This book literally has part one and part two in the book. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's two parts, and it has two different, almost two different, like storylines. It's like an obvious. This would be one movie. This would be another movie. And they didn't do that. And I don't think they're going to be able to do this book justice. I'm very nervous. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Because
2: I feel. So, like this is the one case. Where it could have been two different movies. Which I never think that.
1: So I had to actually. Well okay. So it's not really spoilers. Because I already know the general idea of the storyline. Having you know read through the book. So it's not. Mm-hmm. As long as they do it right. It's going to be the same story. Um, but I had to actually look into spoilers for this. When writing the script for our recap. That we do every week. Um, now this is not a big spoiler. This is just one thing I'm saying. Obviously it's all one movie. We all know that. Um they split it into three parts. And from what I've heard, um, I don't necessarily know what the, the, the how they split up, but obviously that last section is the third part. You know, basically where you think it'd be split in half would be the yeah. third part. Um so what I heard is you get done with the first two parts and you're like, Oh, that was a great movie, and then you have an hour left of it, and you're like, wait. Why, why is this tacked on to the end of this thing you know well, so so it, basically- like they said like the first Sorry, keep the first part of it they said the first part of it when you're watching those first two parts is an amazing movie but the last part because it's tacked on the end and it feels a little bit rushed in a lot of areas which makes sense because that last part has a lot of meat to it too and it should have just been its own own story in and of itself Like there's so much to this and me and dave were talking about that and i mentioned this sarah like there's not enough meat on Mockingjay for you to make it into two movies, and it's obvious when you watch them. There is so much meat in this movie, in this book, that it it, it has to have more than one. I mean, it's, a, it's almost a three-hour movie as it is. And, you know, they shove it all in here, and I'm sure that, you know, they, from what I've heard, it's it's a pretty good movie, you know, but it could have been better if they mm-hmm. split into two parts. And, you know, they really just should have. I I thought for, you know, you said you and said in... Um, when you watched the trailer, you knew that it was all one movie. I was hoping that it was like a, a um, fake out where they would put clips like they maybe filmed it all at one time, but they'd released it two mm-hmm. different times. I was really hoping that because I knew, you know, you watch the trailer, you know, certain parts of it come from the end of the book. And, yeah. You know, but I was like, maybe, maybe. And then I started watching the reviews of the movie and they was they were all like, nope, it's all one movie. It's just crammed in there. And yeah, so that's that's one thing that, you know, I, I, I think that it, from what I've heard, it's still good. But I don't know, after having read the book, if I'm going to be like, man, this is a letdown because they could have done so much more with Mm -hmm. it, you
0: know? Especially after, like, that first part of the book. So, you know, the part before The Hunger Games even start. There is so much in that. Like, you know, they they can make a three-hour movie of just, like, you know, that and The Hunger Games, and The Hunger Games could really only be, or could only be, like, 45 minutes of that movie, and they still wouldn't have used up enough of that, like, beginning part, because there's so much to the beginning of that book, too.
1: That'd be the same formula they used in in the first two Hunger Games movies, and they have Hunger Games, you know, and they could do that for that, and then in the last book, or the last movie, if they were to make two parts of it, like, that story has its own, you know, problem solutions and, like, you know, climax and all that they could make into its own movie. Mm. You know, it wouldn't be the same style as the first two Hunger Games, but it, it still would play out well, you know?
3: Mm.
2: I feel like that was their concern, that, like, we can't do a Hunger Games movie without the Hunger Games. So I think they were like, if we split it, then it's not a Hunger Games. But it's, the last part is so, so good, it's so important, and they're... Basically, every he learns a lot from the first one, the first half of the book, he learns a lot, but the second half of the book is what makes him who he is
0: exactly. And
2: if you get through that, like because it really is just like the whole first of the book, his plot, his character is going like this, and then the whole second part is going like this, and you can't do it without this part. That's what literally makes him the villain
3: mm-hmm.
2: later. Um, so it's it's just way too important to just. Cut it, and I—I I mean, I do know that it's weird. I thought while reading the book, you get to the end of the Hunger Games, and you're like, "How do I have this much left of the book?" But it's just, yeah, and, I was really hoping movies and two
0: movies would have made it real. Because, like, imagine the cliffhanger at the end of uh, the cliffhanger they could have done at the end of the first one if they had split it to two movies. Have
3: mm-hmm.
1: it kind of where like he's getting. He's getting found out, and you don't know what's gonna happen if you haven't read the book. You're like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen to him. You know what's gonna happen, and then the next movie starts off with him getting shipped off. You know, mm. like there's a perfect scene right there.
0: Exactly, and you know, okay, it's like she,
1: it's like she wrote it for two movies.
0: Mm. And okay, maybe because it is the same uh, director, and I would assume it's probably some of the same writers, some of the same uh, producers, and everything. So maybe it's the fact that they don't want to repeat the mistake they made with Mockingjay. Well, at the same time, this is this is the movie they should have made two movies.
2: But again, this is Mockingjay, and <laughs> this is that book. Mm-hmm.
3: It's literally
2: like, you can't really even see it as well on camera, but it's almost it's almost double the size. It's not quite double the size, but there's a lot more to this book. Mm-hmm. I will say
1: so when I uh, finished, I listened to the book um because i have a lot more time to listen to things and read things and i don't like reading anyways it's not my my thing but anyways i'll explain it to y'all y'all know that you know, you know me my whole entire life but um anyway so i was i finished listening to it and um at the end of it you know it's basically like after he um uh essentially poisons uh not essentially after he poisons high bottom and he's kind of like going through his head he's you know like you know this is this is basically snow landing on top, you know, it's a, it's the inverse of at the end of what was the first half of the book, high bottoms, like that snow falling. And now it's like, Oh, this is snow falling on top. I, uh, it, it was just really chilling. And like, I, I just couldn't help but like smile. Cause it was so, it was so good. Like the way that he transitioned from at the beginning of the book, you're, you're like, I can somewhat sympathize with this person. Like he's, he's, I, I can relate with him. He's poor. He's having to struggle. Like, sure. He's not, He's not what Katniss ever was, you know, and he's not from the districts. He's still a little stuck up in areas, but you still kind of relate with him. You still kind of feel for him a lot of the times. And even when he's like, you know, when Sejanus is doing his thing and, you know, Snow's over here like, don't do that. That's, you know, you're going against the Capitol. You're like, you understand why he's, he's in that, you know, saying those things, even if you necessarily wouldn't do it if you're in his shoes, you know, because you understand the districts more than he necessarily does but the the arc like you were saying the arc where it's like you get really into the, with this character but then you have to remind yourself wait a minute this is the guy who later on is this really really bad dictator that is like so manipulative and then by the end of the book it's like you have no question like oh yeah this is who he's going to become mm-hmm. and like it, it i i personally feel like they did a really good with it cuz like at the end when he's uh thinking of killing Lucy Gray mm-hmm. you know I, I, the way that they lay it out, I feel like it makes sense in his mind, the way that they showed him and the way he thinks for him to go from, oh, I love this girl, uh, wait a minute, I need to kill her because she's the last, she's what's between me and my life I always wanted, you know? Mm. And like they do a really good job of that. And I I am really hoping that they do well in the movie because that can be so good. Like I've heard the actor does a really good job in the movie. So I hope that that part gets nailed, you know, and it's not rushed because if it's rushed, like like you said, it's, it's just not going to come across the same, you know, and that's a really, really key part and a really good part of the, mm. of the book. Because,
0: yeah, in the, in the book, like you do sympathize with Coriolanus, even though the whole time, you know, you know, he ends up this evil dictator. And even through the book, you see he's, you know, he's a self-centered narcissist the whole time. You still sympathize with him, and that's why, like, you know, even if the, even if the story in this one is not your favorite of the Hunger Games books, I think this is the most well written.
2: I definitely agree. I and that it is interesting to say though, it is well written because, um, it shows you his flaws throughout, but it still makes you relate to him. Mm. Um, what I'm nervous about, what I've heard people say online already is that it's hard to re- see his constant evil evil th- thoughts and the way his brain works when you're not reading it from his internal perspective um because you see watch the first part and you see him do so many good things but in the book you know that even though he does good things he still does them from somewhat of a selfish perspective mm-hmm. um and you see the the way he gets to that but um, I've heard people saying that in the movie, it's so easy to forget who he is because um, you don't, you can't hear his internal dialogue. So it'll be interesting to see
3: mm-hmm.
0: how they play. Yeah. Cause, cause, Cause it, in the
2: book, yeah, that is true. a 180, like he does change, but it's not so surprising because you see the way his brain works.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but you never mm-hmm. ever see that in a movie the same way.
0: Yeah. Cause that is a key part to the book It's his internal dialogue. And, uh, you know, understanding his motivations for everything he does, mm-hmm. and it, it was like, uh, it's like when we we're talking about in mocking in the um the mockingjay part two, the movie. In the book, you know, it talks about the fact that you know, maybe maybe Snow died from the crowd killing him. Maybe he choked on his own blood. Mm-hmm. Don't really know. In the movie, it does not it does not make that clear at all. Like, yes, he's coughing at blood, but it's not clear that he's choking on it. And it just it's very, like, it's obvious that the crowd kills him in the movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's just one, you know, one of those things that, like, the, the, the you know, there's a lot of things that don't translate well book to movie.
2: Right. Which is why books will always be better. <laughs> Personal opinion.
0: For certain storylines. This one, definitely.
2: Yeah. Well, I think any book that has, is done from a first-person perspective, you're never going to get it the exact same way in the movie. Which I think, like, I think all of the Hunger Games movies as well.
0: Because a lot of movies have uh, moved away from like voiceover for like you know, internal dialogue and stuff, and mm-hmm. most people don't want to watch that in a movie anyway. So
2: I, don't think I wouldn't necessarily want to watch that in a movie either. Like to just hear
1: that. Mm-hmm. So CinemaSins Cinema would just add like a hundred cents to it.
2: Yeah.
1: Right off the bat.
0: Yeah. It, it it doesn't, that that doesn't flow well in a movie. And of course you also have the the thing of, you know, a movie, you're restricted to like three hours when a book. The, the audio book for this uh book is like 30 hours or something. It's insane. <laughs> or not, not quite that Pretty much. Pretty long. No, wait.
1: 20s maybe four,
0: uh 16 something like that 17 No I I was I was okay. So I listened to the look the it thing up. I had was in two parts. It was 8 hours and 8 hours totaling 16. I was thinking it was 16 and 16. But yeah, 16 total. So yeah, but still that's a long that's a long time. So, it is and, and you know so you're basically it's a third, you know, the, the movie is a third of the length of the book, essentially. So you, you haven't, you don't have the time to, uh, build up this story as well in the movie. And,
2: but if only six hours, it would have made up a lot of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I am still hopeful for this movie, though.
2: I am too. I'm very, very excited about it.
0: Mm-hmm. I, See, what I hope what I'm hoping is that it's what a lot of people have to say negatively about it is people who have not read the book. I'm hoping that they made a movie for fans of the book.
2: I do too.
0: Cuz I know that that does hurt a uh, movie sometimes if they make it specifically for the fans of the uh original you know, property whether it's a book TV shirt whatever i know that does hurt movies sometimes because people might not necessarily un- understand the nuances and the intricacies of plot lines but i'm hoping that that is what is uh go- you know going on in with this movie and uh let me look up the imdb uh and rotten Tomatoes scores for this real quick if one of y'all wants to go ahead and take over well, the
1: main the main thing about this, though, is that it is meant for the fans of the series because this is not a good movie to start with when you're coming to the Hunger Games franchise because you're coming at it for for people to see the origins of this guy who's a main a, the main antagonist for the for the regular French for the main franchise over here. Uh-huh. You know, like it's it's a villain movie, but if they do it in any way shape or form close to how the book is done it's a it's a villain movie storyline at least done right where it's like you don't have to make this uh this villain uh, uh seem likable and then by the end of the movie you're like wait a minute how is this the person that is in this other movie over here you know they actually do a good job of translating it over and but it's not it's not for cuz you know otherwise you don't have the attachment to this otherwise well, you don't really care you don't have Know, the world building that you've seen Well a lot of it wouldn't make sense the There's a lot of it like
2: movies. a lot of it foreshadows things that happen later. Mm. It explains yeah. how he got to that point later, why those things were put in place later and why the Hunger Games are the way that they are later. Mm. So if you if you haven't watched The Hunger Games or read the Hunger Games or know anything about the Hunger Games, a lot of that stuff isn't gonna mean anything to you.
0: Mm. And well, that's what I was talking about. Like, why? Why I think the first part of the book is so important, just because it does establish a lot of the stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. it is established later on in, in the franchise. But also, one thing too is with this, you also have to think think about the fact that this is like sixty years removed from the original trilogy, too.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, which is crazy. Like you Getting old. Like you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Snow is like. He's eighteen in this, and this is the tenth Hunger Games, and seventy fourth. So he's like so that's sixty four years. So yeah, he's like eighty two. Yeah. That's
1: which uh, which okay. So here's the thing: the actor who played Snow in the original is I think around eighty now, seventy or eighty. When he started this, well, no, he might be only late seventies, but he's only about 60 the actual actor of it but he he does they either caked on a lot of makeup or what but yeah 60 year old playing 80 year old can you see that i mean hey we get on high school uh 30 year olds playing high schoolers so i feel like we need to call this out
0: uh i mean i guess you could explain it by some kind of like weird like futuristic capital technology keeping him uh younger for longer but
1: probably yeah um that's weird. Though the thing is, sixty years removed. Though,
0: mm-hmm. see, and, and that's the one thing when I was reading it, I was wondering if they were going to, because I knew the book was kind of in two parts, so I wasn't really that surprised that at the end of the Hunger Games part, when you know, that it, but I was wondering if they were going to like do a ti- a bigger time jump.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, mm-hmm. like like I, I, it does
1: I, take place in a pretty compact time frame.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because like, so I, I was wondering if like they were going to actually jump forward to when he becomes president or something you know, whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't really. But
2: let's say it's about the same length of book two of the Hunger Games, right? Because don't they start the tour at the beginning of the second Hunger Games books? So a lot happens before is the yeah, tour at the it's, end of the it's, it's like
0: yeah. a. The or the yeah, catching fire is like a six month span
2: yeah, it's a lot. It's longer then, than the then other then one.
0: The, the I know the first part of the bu- this book is only like two weeks. Yeah. And then.
1: Well, wait. Doesn't doesn't uh doesn't the tour take place in Catching Fire? Doesn't the tour take place like almost right after the Hunger Games? No, is it start. Like, it starts, no, it starts si- the, it, the victory tour starts six. Way
0: the victory tour starts six months after the Hunger yeah. Games.
2: It's halfway Yeah, halfway like in between
0: um and like so, so this this is really only this, over the span of like two months three months maybe this book
1: well it does take place during the summer they do have that summer span and that's like two or three months in and of itself when he goes to district 12
0: mm-hmm. so
1: you know that's the biggest chunk of time that they span but the time that the hunger games actually takes place at the beginning of the book actually oh, so that's like that's like two three weeks back to the
0: Capitol. that's like two or three weeks yeah, the first part of the book is, and then uh, yeah, th- th- there's longer time in the second part of the book.
2: Yeah, but still not too long because he's back in time for school next the next next year. So, oh,
0: yeah, that's right. It is, it is. So it is the whole summer.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I. There's a lot of things that they could mess up with this uh, movie. There's also a lot of things that they could do right. Although I think they already messed up by doing making it one movie. Um, but I did pull this up. So the critic rating on Rotten Tomato is 63%. Which is bad. Like very bad. But the audience rating is 91%. Interesting. Yeah, so that...
1: Critics don't like anything, so...
0: Well, that's kind of their job. But, uh... That's also one thing that's making me kind of hopeful that it's fans of the book who have, uh... You know, are actually, actually like... like it's, it's made for fans of the book, you know? Um... Granted, this is just after opening weekend, so... you know, that's that can change very drastically... Because, like I said, it is after. It is just after opening weekend.
1: Um... It all depends on who goes and sees the movie. Because if some people go and see the movie that don't know much about it and you just don't get into the storyline of it and then, you know, have to sit for three hours and watch a movie, they might give it a bad score, even if it's still a good movie, just it's not in their eyes, you know. So, if the people who go and see it opening weekend are probably the ones who actually care about it. And if it has a good score opening weekend, it's probably a better gauge for how you would think you'd see it as opposed to if it just, everyone's like, Oh, this is just horrible. Mm-hmm. This is a horrible movie. And like anyone who goes see it opening day is just like, no, nah, it's, it's not, it's yeah. not, it's not a good movie. Now you know? it
0: also has a seven
1: Cause you're going to see an opening day. Yeah. Fans.
0: Yeah. It has a 7.2 on a uh, IMDb. So that's not, not as good as the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's also not terrible. Which I think, I could be wrong, but I'm, I think the um IMDb, the score they have is a average between an, our audience rankings and uh, um critic scores. So so that that, that would. Point five kind of. That would put it about the right right place. Yeah, like so I I am hopeful for this movie, and yeah. So I, I guess we'll uh,
2: we'll see. Yeah,
0: I guess you listening at home will know how we think about it in just a couple minutes because uh, it's gonna. We're about to tell you. Be... Yep. All righty, so what do you say we go watch this movie, guys?
2: I'm so excited. So like,
1: i got a plan can't do it
0: No. all right well maggie you and i can go
2: watch it sounds good
1: hey i thought we were supposed to do this together <laughs> we're back we, we did finally see the movies so we watched good-
2: it yeah. and we're in person
1: thoughts on the movie maggie will let you start off what are your thoughts on the movie
2: well let's just say it is definitely harder to watch than the hunger games which is really saying something but it, I will start off, it is It is an intense watch, mm-hmm. um, which we knew. It definitely should have been two movies. I think we were right on that. There's so much they left out. But overall, I think they did pretty well with what they had doing it in three movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, in three hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's I In three hours, because you only can fit so much in there. And I think they did the storyline pretty well mm-hmm. for having to take so much okay. out of it. It, yeah, it, yeah. it.
0: it followed the book. It did. But... They were so, so often it's just it just went through stuff so fast. Mm-hmm. So fast. That, that,
2: just, that was, that that was, was the biggest scene thing scene after important scene. There was no yeah. like in the middle leading up to important scene. There there was was no, important there's no there's no breathing
1: the room when you're watching it. You're mm-hmm. just constantly like that you're, you're it's a fire hose and you're just trying to take in all the water and you can't, you know. It's like you need a little time, you need a little time to get some airy breath, some of that. And it definitely didn't give you anything like that. Um it should have been two movies. <laughs>
2: should have been two movies. We we're right, but we called that.
1: I heard, I heard, I heard though beforehand that they were like, that first, that first part one and part two, because they cut it up into three parts, that I heard that they said that that was like a really good movie. I still feel like that was rushed though, because they didn't drag it out enough, which they needed to, they skipped over a bunch of stuff. So much stuff. So like, I thought it was an okay movie. I told Sarah, I said, I still think, in my personal opinion, I think Catching Fire is the best one, best movie, wise. Um, cuz Mockingjay they they screwed that up and Hunger Games is good but I feel like Mockingjay was a step up still. Mm-hmm. This Catching Fire whatever. Uh Catching Fire. But this is still a good movie. It did not feel like almost 3 hours. Like it, it didn't it felt it went by really fast. Really fast, You yeah. know. So that was a good aspect of it, but there was a lot that, you know, they skipped over, they they rushed through and it should have been mm. two I'll movies.
2: say the very beginning of the very beginning of the movie was so so exactly towards the book. The first yep. like few minutes of the movie, I was like, oh my goodness, they're following the book like, line for line. This mm-hmm. is great. Until Lucy Gray get, got off of the train and he handed her the rose and she took the rose. And I was like, why would she take the rose? She did not take the rose. And that's such yeah. a small thing, but it bothered me that they changed it. I know you
1: mentioned that when we got out and I was like, I don't even really remember that. I mean, you know, I read that or I listened to the audiobook, but I, that aspect was like a month ago or so. And I was, I don't remember yeah. those it's tiny little details. But I mean, there are certain things like that yeah. that are minor details that if you know the story from one to the other, you're like, hey, why is it different? It's so, it's so small. Why do you change that? Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't notice that. Maybe but, uh, it'd be
2: the best if we go through this part by part, maybe. Like, talk a little bit on part one, a little bit on part two, and a little
0: maybe. bit on part three. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, let's start with part one. So, the, the biggest thing to me, and I mentioned this uh, when we recorded a bit earlier, when we when were you're talking a lot about the book, I feel like this first part is the most important part of the book, mm-hmm. and they really glossed over it in the movie.
1: Well, it's the setup of everything, and they don't set it up enough for you to really um uh for those who are listening slash watching this our cousin emma who is not really into hunger games not read the books about like that said that when she was watching this there's a lot that wasn't explained which there's a lot in this that if you don't know the story isn't explained a lot and yeah. and that's where the setup comes in So like you know we've talked about this before on the podcast where like in the hunger games and then catching fire both of those they have the setup is the first you know the 2 hour movies the setup is the first hour and the second hour is the heart games well this one took what the setup was probably what 30 minutes at most that first act was probably about 30 maybe, minutes maybe 45 maybe closer to 40 but still it's like it, it rushed so much setup into such a small amount of time yeah. and then you know you you're not getting everything out of it that you're supposed there's to get there's character
2: development that you miss mm-hmm. plot points that you miss <clears throat> so many things like that um, things that, things that push through the rest of the book um that really just weren't working mm-hmm. there much mm-hmm.
0: they also really glossed over the i think you you mentioned this after we got out of theater they really glossed over through, through the all three acts the um relationship between corollinas and lucy gray yeah. mm-hmm. but it really started in that fir- that first act because you know that, mm-hmm. that's where you get all these uh you know, beats that would lead into the, the second or third act
1: uh, one thing that I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember you mentioning when we were talking about it uh, beforehand was that you were kind of concerned with the fact that um, they are not going to have the inner dialogue you can have in the book mm-hmm. in the movie um and when it comes to the end you know I know we say go act by act but when you come to the end of the movie there's a lot of aspects when it comes to that that is a lot of the inner dialogue you're like okay why is he tra- changing from, oh, he's going off with Lucy Gray. Oh, now he's turning on her. I do feel like they, with the aspect that they didn't focus as much on the love story, it worked somewhat better yeah. for this aspect of like, you. They, they tried it in the first two acts. They really tried to force that love story, and it, didn't, it wasn't hitting because I think the chemistry was off a little bit with yeah. that, and they rushed it. But in the last act, it, I think it worked well for that aspect of it because his reason for running away wasn't to run away with her. It was to run away because he didn't want to get hung. And so when he finds the guns, it's like, well, why wouldn't he? Like, she's the last loose end. Now, um, I think someone mentioned, I don't remember who it was, but someone mentioned the fact that, like, um, they uh, don't remember her in the book being so, like, you know, malicious or whatever when when she's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm the last loose end. You know, it was more like that's not how it came across, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. she came across like, oh, I would tell, you know? But, um, you know...
2: I think really it was her realizing mm-hmm. she knew at that moment as soon as he found the gun mm-hmm. that he may kill he her. Was, yeah. And so that's why she ran.
1: Mm-hmm. But I remember like reading the book like in that cabin scene the tension wasn't there because he was still kind of processing what he could do with this until so after she ran off. Like I think she kind of figured it out as she was leaving the cabin but I don't feel like the tension was there as it was in the movie. Um, I honestly, I
2: will say that the thing, the one thing that I might like better, is the end.
1: Mm-hmm. I, 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 do the end I right?
2: actually like the ending. Now, a big thing that I think they left out, I guess we're skipping ahead a little bit in in Act Three, that I think was a bad, like a bad thing, mm-hmm. is they didn't talk about the Mockingjays, which is like such such a big foreshadowing. They didn't really skip games. over yeah, that. Really they didn't even explain to people who Mockingjays mm-hmm. are. So, mm-hmm. like, we would know because yeah. we read the books. There's no way our cousin, like we said, who have not seen the movies or know anything about the Hunger Games, knew what that was at all. But I was literally sitting there in the theater thinking, "Oh my goodness, they didn't even talk about how much he hates Mm mockingjays because in the book they're like trying to catch the like catch them all, and he's like, man, I really hate them. Mm -hmm. But man, they they did make (laughs) make make them hate him. Them at the end when she Mm -hmm. was singing." And you could hear, it, and he started shooting them. That was a really powerful scene. That wasn't really in the books, but they had to do that to I, show the I feel, that I feel like they
0: also, them. in the movie, they did a good job of portraying hit, hit the the snap in mm-hmm. Coriolanus. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: just like which, like which was talking about that. The acting in this, I, I do think that all the actors in this did a really good job. They portrayed. portrayed portrayed the characters very well in this. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, I honestly feel like the scene to scene was even like, each scene was good. Um, but, the flow. But the flow was really off. You know, I made, I made a joke and comment to Sarah. I was like, I want to see the director's cut because, you know, the director's cut, they always have the all these missing scenes. It's like, there's so many missing pieces to this that they just cut out for time's sake. Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to see those, but the actors did a really good job. And uh, whatever the actor's name is who plays uh, Snow, he did a really good job, especially portraying at the end there, yeah. like the snap and like you know. Also, like the music that was involved with all Tom that, Blythe. I feel like they did a. Tom Blythe. Tom Blythe. Okay, we have people behind the camera this uh, this time, uh, but Tom Blythe did a really good job with uh, playing Snow in this in this movie. Uh, I think the music was really good, because like, you are talking about the inner dialogue's not yeah. there, but you can tell the emotion with the music, and I feel like they overlaid that really that well. That was
2: cool to see, because I, I can't picture, like, hear music mm-hmm. when I'm reading books. Mm-hmm. I just read it. Like, yeah. it's a poem. So that was cool to see. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, so they, they, that first act, though, like I said, that, that's real to me, that's really where they kind of messed up in the movie, just because mm-hmm. they didn't... They didn't build it well
1: enough. I really feel like if they drug out the first act a little bit more, the fact that they rushed the second act and the third, the second act and the third act wasn't as big a problem. I think the third act obviously. I think the third act was big problem the, the to thir- me. The third act, the third act is its own story in and of itself. Yeah. But I'm saying like, okay, if they if they kept it like it was and kept it like it was, but they had the building at the beginning, I feel like it would have been just a little bit better though, because you would understand more about it, because the world would have been built a little bit more. Think, than it was. I think mm-hmm.
2: the problem with them rushing the first mm-hmm. act is that it, it that builds up the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. The problem is the third act is what builds into the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And yep. so them rushing that, they took out so much also, of the things that make Snow, Snow, and the things that are pointing towards the Hunger Games. A lot of that got taken out. Mm-hmm. The second act, we haven't talked about much, I'll just say, the only... They rushed the Hunger Games, they changed the deaths to make it faster. Yeah. Overall, I didn't... Hate it. I don't think it was the worst part of like the, yeah, what they no. changed in the movie. I don't think Act Two is so. that
1: bad, as far as like the changes. I, the changes? I also watching it though, like with the
0: when, when they dump the snakes in, and then you know everyone else ends up getting killed except for Lucy Gray. I was like, <clears> it's, <throat> it's, a it's, bit. it's yeah, over. Like, yeah, because yeah, it was it's a lot longer. Already. It was a lot longer. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, Um,
0: I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the, the the them killing off a bunch of them at the beginning mm-hmm. so much, but that, that is just like. But the, l- yeah. what the-
1: that was the, Wovie? That was sad. That was <laughs> Yeah. Like, okay, I thought that they were going to kill her off screen so we didn't have to actually watch it. And they'd be like, oh yeah, Wovi died. But
2: her just wanting what to the- get out and go home.
1: Yes, that that was a very, very sad they uh, were like, scene. They were like, oh,
2: you think Rue was sad? Yeah, yeah no, this oh, was worse. You, yeah, this it was. This was way worse. It was so bad.
1: Mm-hmm. It was way worse. Uh, there was something I was going to say, though. And I completely forgot what it was
0: they also didn't build up the uh classmates
2: and mm-hmm. the, the
0: other tributes There's, as much like, or the or the or the cubby
2: basically yeah. all of the side characters all mm-hmm. of these like other characters that are there in all these acts just kind of got like like
0: they only had so much time, yeah barely in it mm. yeah um they like all of Corey Linus classmates they are just like passing mentions except for sejanus and they even glossed over a lot of history a t- lot mm, of his stuff too mm. yeah but like they, they mention it but they don't make as big of a deal as the book does of the fact that he is he's not capital
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like a little bit at the beginning and like every once in a while he'll like slap you in the face with i'm not capital but like that's about it well that's all i'm in the,
2: the set mm. the end yeah. Of
1: time. yeah so um now think you were starting on this trail at one point, but at the end of it, like you're saying how like, I-, I did like the end, the way it ended. I thought they were really good with that. Um, I think uh, Taylor mentioned the the fact that um, uh, whenever he comes back after, with Lucy Gray and all that, he comes back, that in the book he has the um, his mother's compact, uh, a picture of the family or whatever, and his compass in the pockets or whatever. And when the, the two are destroyed, but his father's compass is all that's left, and that's him becoming his father. Mm-hmm. They cut that out of it. But I did like the aspect of at the end of it, when he's all dressed up and he's about to go yeah, see High like, Bottom. Yeah. She's like, uh, Tiger says, you look like your father. Mm-hmm. And she says that not in a good way because of what she's, she told him earlier about how like all she remembered of him was hatred in his eyes. Yeah. And you can just tell like he's starting to become Snow that we know later on down the line. Like he, They, they did a really good job, I feel like, of transitioning it from... This character that you're supposed to like throughout the whole entire movie and then at the end of it you're like no wait this is the guy mm. that I'm supposed to hate in the, in the, this, the normal series which I series."
2: they did better in in the movie than the books mm-hmm. the hatred of him at the end yeah mm. I, I think it's just because you a visual is going to do it more Yeah, like mm. usually books the books are better you hear in terms of dialogue I love them I think they're better but you being able to see his face mm-hmm. and what he became yeah. like oh, there the, was something extra oh I, I, I,
0: I really liked the ending that like well, there is one thing I, I don't like about about the ending. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, the digression of Snow's character, mm-hmm. I liked the way they portrayed that in the movie mm-hmm. because they, they just the you can see him going insane because he, yeah. he is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 that's why he's you know Snow later on in the you
3: know
0: in in the later movies. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a really, really good thing. But what I don't like about the ending is I feel like they don't make
1: it as ambiguous what happened to Lucy Gray. See, okay, I kind of disagree with that, okay? And here's why. So when he goes to shoot her, okay, it hits like a tree or whatever, and it could possibly have hit her, it could possibly have not. Mm -hmm. Now the singing after the fact, you can still have the singing even if she's wounded and she could have bled out later on. So she could yeah, still she vicious. could still be alive and she could still be dead. I felt like that's the way that he they, never found like it. like in the right. way in the way that they did it in the movie is like very similar similar to the way that I saw it in the book. Me too. Was like oh he may or may not have hit her and he he feels like he should have like he saw her in the book he saw her fall so he thinks oh I hit her but when he goes over to see her she's he not there. Then the singing comes up but she still could be wounded she still could be bleeding out and then you know he never finds the body so she could be dead she could be alive so i thought like that's still but really he good knows that she
2: never well, came back but she knows
1: that she never came back
2: so or well, he could be hallucinating
1: mm-hmm. and that's another thing too uh yeah she could he could be hallucinating with the with the fact that sarah is pointing at herself saying that she came up with that um, but anyways, uh, she could, he could be hallucinating cause he was bit by the snake. Now in the book, they do talk about the fact that the snake wasn't anything poisonous, but you know, this with how like he thought he was dying and so all psychology and with the mind, you know, well, you get bit by a snake, you think that there's
0: uh, problems Also, to also the thing is too, the bite in the movie mm-hmm. was from a venomous snake cause it had the, f- the fang puncture marks. Okay. Well,
2: well was actually... they didn't,
0: they didn't mention that cause he didn't go to, they didn't show the scene yeah, where, they he where do the infirmary. Yeah, yeah, But
2: what was really interesting to me in the movie that was different than the books and it's because they sped up their relationship, like their whole relationship. He actually didn't seem to have any interest in her as a person, really, mm-hmm. until she saved his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he switched after he she tried to kill him with a snake. hmm So it was like the only reason he ever cared at all was because she's tried to save him. Yeah. And then as soon as he was like, oh, she tried to kill me, he like switched. Mm-hmm. So, but that wasn't the way it was in the book at all. That's yeah. not mm-hmm. how his like thoughts just have changed but he, he's, more, in the he's movie, a lot more of a
0: sociopath <laughs> yes. movie. In yeah in
2: the movie because they had to speed it up but that's that's mm-hmm. kind of how it was it was mm-hmm. almost like a, a switch being like oh she tried to get a little i don't care about her mm-hmm. like because uh, there's like part of him that had like a little bit of care and mm-hmm. was like trying to figure out what he was gonna do
1: mm-hmm. and
2: then as soon as that he was like oh i'm done now mm-hmm.
1: another thing with all this too is um so this was mentioned With the uh, books, you know, who's the person that he's constantly trying to fight against in this is Dean Highbottom, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Dr. Gall is kind of crazy, but she's not the person he's uh, fighting against throughout. Mm -hmm. It's Dean Highbottom. And um, it was mentioned that uh, it's kind of like at the end of it, at the end of the book, you find out, oh... High Bottom's actually not a bad guy. Sure, he came up with the Hunger Games, but he came up with it on a school project. And he was drunk. He was drunk, and it was on a school project. And Snow's father is the one that turned it in, and you know he never wanted to have anything to do with this, even though um, you know he gets all the credit for coming up with Hunger Games. Um, and uh, in this, you know, you find out a lot earlier on that he's really not as bad of a guy as as you would uh, you would think. Which I feel like I'm, I don't know if that's necessarily a knock. I did feel like. And it's probably because, uh, what's his name, plays the character? Um, who, uh, who plays uh, Dean Highbottom? Peter what's name? Peter, Peter Dinglich. Uh, it's probably because he plays it that he got a lot more screen time, you know? Yeah. But um, there were certain aspects I was like, why is he in this scene? You know, because yeah. he shouldn't have been there. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of different things with his character. Uh, obviously, they cut out other characters that would tell you more about his character. Um. But I felt like some of his his aspects and getting to know his character was a little bit of a slap in the face. Like, yeah, duh. Like, I don't need to know, I don't need you to be like, hey, we were best friends. You know, like, I don't need to know that. Like, mm. you can, you can, you can hint at that without just slapping me in the face with that information. Well, they
2: did that with a lot of things too. Yeah, yeah They that, just slapped. True. They just slapped the information. In the um, face. that's another it just made thing. It a little awkward. Something made the acting awkward mm. sometimes.
1: That's another thing. Uh, Robert mentioned um, with with uh, the cheating thing. It's like, duh, cheating's bad. You're not supposed to cheat. You don't need to be like, hey, if you cheat, you're gonna be in big trouble. It's like, well, yeah, of course you're gonna be in trouble if you cheat. that's obvious. You don't need to say that. So there's, like, certain things like that that, yeah, they did kind of, like, treat the audience like they were a
2: little bit stupid. I think in the beginning, the acting was a little awkward. At the end, I Mm -hmm. think the acting was really good. Mm -hmm. And I think it was so awkward at the beginning because of that. They were just saying things that, like, made no sense for them to, like, just say. And
0: and I feel like that that because they they had to cut out certain things that were in the book, they had to do stuff like that to explain things that happened Mm -hmm. later on. Exactly, yeah. And, well... That, that line, you're talking about, you know, the,
3: the when uh, High Bottom's like, you know, mm-hmm. you know that don't,
0: don't cheat. Well, uh, that wasn't even in the book. Yeah. That, that didn't need to be a thing because,
1: like, know. you said, duh. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, to start getting to the point where we're wrapping this up, we did have about an hour-ish long talk before all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, final thoughts on the movie.
2: I think, overall, they did good with what they had. It should have been two movies. Mm-hmm. But I think they did overall pretty well with what they had. I, I liked it as a movie. Mm-hmm. I think, of course, the book's better. But mm-hmm. as a movie, I think they did decently well with doing it in one
0: movie. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Because I, I, like I said earl- earlier when we uh, were talking about kind of our thoughts on you know, what the movie was going to be like. and We talked a lot about the book. Like I said, I still think they should do two movies. And the end of the first movie should have been that line from Dean Highbottom. You mm-hmm. know, you hear that, boy? That's the sound of snow falling. I literally Cut. looked over
2: at my dad and I was like, yeah. that's where it should have ended. Right yeah. there. That and then, and then, to black. Right you know, there.
1: then, hey, hey, Star Wars has to be in every single podcast. Like George Lucas says, it's poetry. It rhymes. Snow, snow, uh, that's the sound of snow falling. Mm-hmm. Snow lands on top. Should have been the end of the, se- the, the second one. And it's yep. poetry. Exactly. It rhymes. Of course. Mm-hmm. But um agree. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, the... the with the movies like yeah there are obviously things that that are different in it i thought it was good not great necessarily um sarah made this comment i always like to like whenever it comes to a book to movie adaptation i'm like well the movie is a different work okay mm-hmm. but when you're trying to take a story from movie to book if you don't make a good story in the movie it's gonna suffer you know if you're basically just trying like i, I felt like they did with this movie they were like hey we're going to cut this aspect, we're going to cut this, cut this, cut, cut, and try to mesh it together, but they didn't try and do that through line, and mm-hmm. it, it just didn't mesh well together with, with certain aspects like that.
2: The movie would have been really confusing, to I think, mm-hmm. if you had read the book first. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it would be. Yeah, because
0: yeah, there were a lot of things, like having read the book first, there was a lot of context you have yeah. these certain events. You're going, and, like, you know exactly what Snow's thinking because mm-hmm. you read it from his mm-hmm. point of view. Yeah. But in the book you, or in the movie, you you, you missed that because yeah. you
1: don't. But I will say, for the for the fact that it's a two hour, technically a two hour and thirty eight uh, uh, minute movie, it's what I saw on like IMDb or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not feel anything like that.
2: No,
1: it didn't. It it, it definitely went by really quickly and i feel like that aspect of it it manages time well it might just be because you're getting so much crammed down your throat that you're just having to sit there and watch the screen and be like yeah, what's there's going no part where it's dull there's no there's no dull there's no no. Th- and that's and the thing is like in the book there's no dull aspects to it i mean sure there's a little like maybe some parts that are like, hard to get into it, but i think you i feel like the story there's no dull aspects to the yeah. book you know so you know it was it was a good 3 hours watching the movie it didn't feel mm. like 3 hours to sit there and watch yeah. the movie
0: no yeah. i know you already mentioned the um acting but one thing I do want I one, one uh, actor I do want to point out I don't really know who, who the actor is but uh, uh Lucky Flickerman.
1: Oh, yeah. amazing job he made that yes. first two acts yes. that yeah amazing job he
0: created those lines like he pretty much had freedom it to, felt like it yeah he, he <laughs> yeah. basically created
1: those lines himself he was mm-hmm. given freedom like, I don't know how well the that will come over up on the audio but my sister behind the camera over here is telling me that uh the actor who played uh, Lucky Flickerman. Um, came up with those lines, uh, had freedom to do do what he basically thought Jason was... Schwarzman. Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. You hear uh, that,
2: guys? They have their own researchers. That's how cool they are.
1: Yeah, so he uh, he came he came up with those lines, which a lot of times it felt like that. I was like, mm-hmm. this had to just been something that he was like, you know, even like... It's not normally when you add Libelon, it usually doesn't just come up on set that day, but like, you know, it felt like sometimes in the scene, he was just like, I'm going to say this, and he did it, and they took mm-hmm. it. It was great. So, that, yeah. He was awesome. Um,
0: what do
1: you rate it out of 10? Oh, yeah. Um, right. What do we rate it out of 10? Um, all right, what would I rate it out of 10? Oof. Starting with you.
2: <laughs> oh, no. It's hard to say because it's, like, just the big... It's right after it, so I feel good about it. I'm going to go with a 7 because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just watched it, so I still, I'm still i still excited about it.
1: Yeah. David? Uh, it might be 7.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I put it a 7, too. So.
1: I'm gonna go with a nice seven point five, set nice even seven point five, cause I'm even? gonna be different from y'all. Cause I was thinking around a seven, but I want to. All of a their bit more.
2: researchers say it's an eight, but yeah, you know,
1: yeah, they're a lot higher. Uh, as uh, we have Emma putting it at a six, but, but hey, she doesn't it's, know what was it's happening. Above,
2: it's not. An, hey, and with
1: not knowing what's what's happening, it's it's above a five, so that's good. That's good. Above that, yeah. Richard. Okay, so with that, let's head over to Trailcast Trivia.
0: Without further ado, let's do further and see.
1: <laughs> Probably. So what are you trying to get this time? Fifty percent, like normal. It's always the goal. Well, I guess that means I have to
2: get a sixty percent. No, but here's here's the thing. Here's the
1: thing. I'm I'm definitely at a disadvantage this time because I usually do research day of recording, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this has been a holiday week, so I haven't had my normal time to. Well, it's fair because
2: I didn't do any research. Yeah, let's
1: see. And uh, we also
0: have several people behind the camera playing too, so we also have to compete against them. So all right, question number one.
3: Start off with something simply.
0: Is that your final answer? No, I think it is. I'm just okay. okay. So starting off something relatively easy. How old is Coriolanus Snow in the book? Is it A, 17, B, 18, C, 19, or D, 20?
1: Um, we'll be doing this a little bit different than normal for those of you who are listening and trying to play along. But as normal, but when he gets done reading the questions and the options, uh, pause it and you can play along.
0: All right. All right. Does everyone got an answer? Sure. All right. Go ahead and reveal your answers. I'll take B for
2: five hundred, Alex.
0: B. All right. All of you all
2: get a point. All right. So we all got it was, a B. It was process of elimination there. I just assumed. I you it. you really don't remember that? No. Nope. nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many how many uh, how many uh, questions are there?
0: There are fifteen. Alrighty. One one of them is a. Uh, Bit different than what we normally do, but okay, cool. okay. we'll, get, Keep we'll going. get to that. Keep going. Get Keep going. Question number two: Where did the Snows get their fortune and fame? Was it A. Presidency passed down through the family? C. Crassus. Crassus B. Crassus Snows money from mm-hmm. the Navy. C. Munitions in District Thirteen, or D. Coal production in District Twelve? All right. Go going to reveal your answers. And again, everyone has C. <laughs> and that is correct. Yes, Question ahead. number three. What does Coriolanus first say at the train station when he talks to Lucy Gray? Is it A, you certainly made an impression at the Reaping. B, you're Lucy Gray Baird, correct? C, welcome to the capital. Or D, hello, I'm Coriolanus Snow, your mentor in the games. We all have answers? We good, we good? All, all right. right, well, go ahead and reveal. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, the answer was
3: C. Yeah. Makes Question number four. Finish the lyric.
0: No. I'll sell you for a blank. Is it A, lover? B, song? C, trade? Or D, guitar? All right, does everyone know an answer for this?
1: Yep. I'm wrong, though. I think so. Yeah.
0: I think I might be. Go ahead and your answers. It was B.
2: If it was the if it was the wrong answer, it should have been the wrong. Right I didn't answer. remember I'll that. I'll sell you for
1: a song. I remember that aspect of it.
0: Question number five. Katie did spoil this earlier, so we'll see if uh, <laughs> you remember this.
2: <clears throat> who know.
0: plays Coriolanus Snow in the Ballad of the Songbirds? Dang, I should pay more attention
2: when Katie talks. Gosh. Always, always pay attention when Katie talks. Is it A.
0: Jamie Campbell Bower. B. Josh Hutchinson. You should know that. <laughs> <laughs> I think C. That's it. Cody Fern. Or D. Tom Blythe. Go ahead and reel.
2: I knew it was D.
0: <laughs> Question number six. I could also beat her. When was the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes published? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh,
2: I know. Oh, it's not an
0: answer. A. May 3rd, 2020. I hate you for
2: this.
0: B. May 14th, 2020. C, oh. May 19th, 2020, or D, May 31st, 2020.
1: Fourth. All right, all right, we're, we're revealing now. We're gonna show our answers. What let, let's go. I let's say, go. Normally, you're, you're thinking. Yeah, right. Re- reveal, everyone. Oh. Re- reveal. Okay, I got B. We all put B. Hopefully, oh. that's right.
2: <laughs> that's even. creepy. Yeah, but
1: the correct answer was C,
2: but oh, that's still well. so creepy. So is A.
0: May A. 19th. A. Question number seven. Why does Corey initially, Corey mm-hmm. initially hate the Plints? Is it A, they're from or they're from District Two? B, they took over his family's fortune. C, they're trying to buy his apartment. Or D, they're ungrateful for what they have. Now I will, I will say this question. I do another, another
1: one I got from those third-party says. It's uh. It's like a trick question, a little bit. It is because it's not. Well. It's a uh, trick question. Is that what you're saying? So it's not what you would think it is. <laughs> no,
2: the problem is because there's
1: two that I think could but, be it, but uh, uh, one that should I'll, I'll, I'll be it. I'll if, explain the, it after, if the after, answer is what you know.
2: I think it might be, you're, okay. it's it's a wrong answer.
1: Well, then I'm gonna circle a little it, one at the bottom. That's not my technical answer. Me but too. This, because cause I know what the other one could be.
2: If mm. it's if it's this one, it's actually the wrong answer. That's it's not yeah, true. yeah yeah. That's not mm. as a, someone so who just the
1: first part of the book. So you need to be yeah. All right, and and if if. I'll I'll be a little more. this okay. you know, Good because okay. I know I know this, this is. Right, Are We
2: but yeah, go and reveal it. Okay. It's, it's B is not the right answer.
1: Well, I was gonna say for um, I was gonna say for that it's not he he could be doing it for. Wait, what's the, what's the right answer? What's so the right answers the answer
0: they gave me was, was they took over Sandwich fortune, which is, is not, not correct. That's not yet. Because it was they, the Plants took over mm-hmm. the the essentially
1: took over the market that the, the snows formerly had. had. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. They didn't actually take yes. over their I put D. This is the corrected. Yeah, that's I see A I'm or D, D <laughs> because one of those two... You
2: know, B, yeah, be, I knew was going to be what what the answer was, but I knew yeah. it was also wrong.
1: They could be, a, okay. yeah, but... So who are
2: we giving?
1: What, yeah, what are you I'll doing for I this? A point. Yeah, I'll...
2: Yeah. <laughs> what? I get a point. What, yeah, yeah, what? Well, see, Robert has C, right?
0: Yeah, that's the was wrong. I'll give y'all... I had A and I changed it because you said it was a trick question. Question number eight. Who is the male tribute from District 11 in the 10th Hunger Games? Is it A, Otto, B, Treach, C, Tanner, or D, Bobbin? Brables. All right, do we all have an answer? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> all
0: right, go ahead and reveal your answers. Right. It was... B. Treach. That's
2: what I have Wait, heard. B was Treach? That's what I said,
0: yeah. I didn't listen enough. What district is Reaper from? Is it A. District 5, B. District 8, C. District 10, or D. District 11? Alright, go ahead and reveal your answers. Reaper is from District 11. None of you got that right. Wait, didn't you just say?
2: Yeah, you just said from the last
1: one, one. You 11. said that was from District Eleven.
2: And you said the male tribute. You said the male from
1: tribute from District just... Seven. You, said, you, said, 11. 11. No, you district said Eleven. No, that was. You said seven. we can go back. No, you, you said, said
0: Eleven.
2: David. You, did, you, did. That's you that's said why. Eleven, David. So I should get two points. Just. So I must say, feel like, I feel like we all need to
1: get a bonus two points for for the mess up that wasn't our fault.
2: Did you guys catch that at home?
1: Probably.
0: I guess I did misread that one. So yeah, I'll get I'll give y'all that one because that. Question number 10. Who was Mizzen's mentor? Mizzen is the District 4 male. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Because that helps.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Continue. All right. Is it A, Vipsania? B, Persephone? C, uh, Clemen- Clemencia? Not, yeah, Clemencia. Or D, Lysistrana? Lys- Lysistrana. These capital names get off. Go ahead and reveal
1: your answers. Same. Oh, no, no, uh,
2: nothing on the screen.
1: It was C. The correct answer was B.
0: Yes! Persephone.
2: I knew it wasn't one of the last two.
0: Alright, question 11. Who plays Dr. Gall? Is it A, Ashley Leo, B, Viola Davis, Z or C, Zoe Renee, or D, Lily
1: Cooper. The oh, answer was B. I was on the I was on the right Viola track. Viola Davis.
2: I didn't ride the same car back, so I didn't get Katie's answer. I didn't either. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, you you just have lucky guesses. Oh, I have lucky yeah. guesses
0: because I don't know anything. Yeah. Three more questions, pertaining to just the franchise in general, mm-hmm. and.
1: These are repeat questions from Trailcast No, it's to me to get them right. I already got hit 50%. Let's move on. All right. So, question
0: 12. Which Hunger Games did Haymitch win? Is it A, 47, B, 50, C, 53, or D, 55? And y'all got it right on my leg. Yeah. All right, next question. All right. No. Question number 13. The arena in Catching Fire is set up like a clock, with a specific event
2: happening every hour. What happens in the second hour? Oh. Is it A. Oh, no, a the zone. giant wave, B.
0: the monkey mutts, C. the poison fog, or D. the blood rain?
1: All right. Do we have answers? Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, go let's ahead and reveal. Go. B.
3: Correct answer was C. Dang it.
0: What was C? Poison fog. Poison fog.
1: Okay, and that was what two? You know that makes sense. I just guessed. Second hour. Second hour. Okay. Last
0: question. Question fourteen. When is Katniss Everdeen's birthday? Mm -hmm. Is it A, January twelfth? B, May eighth? C, August twenty-first? Or D, October sixteenth? All right. Ready?
2: I know it's not whatever May was.
0: Unless I'm wrong in that. It is. was B. May. Oh, so yeah, she has a birthday way.
2: right before the reading.
1: Mm. All righty. So, Katie, do you have a final tally for our. I do. Alright, would yeah. you like. Uh, I can read it off unless you want to get closer to the mic. Oh. So, the final tally, we had four people playing. Maggie was. Uh, is it side, side and side? Or is this how many we got right? That's all the ones you got right. Okay, so Maggie got. What's that? Eight right. I got 11 right. Uh, Sarah got 10 right, and Robert got 10 right. So who won? <laughs> 50%? I got that. Who won? I got that. All right. Maggie, would you like to close us out? Because this is the well, end of the yeah, podcast. I, I had a time breaker, but I guess I don't need it. No.
2: Well, the, the real thing is, next time you probably should have someone who knows more about the book, because obviously it's not me. Okay. But you know what? Snow still lands on top.
1: That's not how we end our podcast, but Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for follow. watching, uh, no. and uh, be sure to join us next time on the Trail Podcast. It will definitely be more structured than this.
2: Well, maybe. No promises. Okay.